0: Choose you this day Whom you will serve But that's for me and my house Me and my house Me and my house I said choose you this day Whom you will serve But that's for me and my house Me and my house Me and my house Good morning, Networld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series titled Heaven and Hell. And yesterday, we were talking about Romans chapter 1 verse 20, which says, "For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and godhead, so that they are without excuse." And we were talking about the Great White Throne Judgment. At that point, no one will be able to get before God and offer an excuse, not anyone. It's because God is omniscient, he's all-knowing, he's omnipresent, he's ever-present, he's omnipotent, meaning he's all-powerful, and we read that in Psalm 139, written by King David, about God's greatness, his all-knowing, his all-presence, and his all-power. We ended yesterday with a quote from the Faith Life Study Bible concerning Psalm 139, and it said this, David takes the theology of omniscience off the top shelf and brings it down to a personal level. To David, God's omniscience is not theological or philosophical, it's relational and personal. Notice the personal pronouns here. Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. And that was quoting Psalm 139 verses 1 through 2. It continues. David doesn't say, Lord, you know all things and you've searched all things. Instead, he says, you know me, you've searched me. The emphasis is mine. When David says, search me, O God, and know my heart, in verse 23, it's a prayer. He's inviting God to know more, even though that's not possible. He's saying, God, I can't wrap my mind around this. I'll blow a fuse trying to figure this out. So I just surrender to it. Search me, know me, lead me, direct me. The quote continues to say, I like to put it this way. Since God's ability transcends my reality, it's best for me to bow at his immensity. If God were small enough for our brains, he wouldn't be big enough for our needs. What a quote. I love it. So why would God allow anyone to go to hell? My answer, because he is righteous and he knows what he is doing. Remember Romans chapter 10 verse 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yep, we are saved by grace through faith that works by love. Well, what will eternal life in heaven be like? The word to understand here is eternity. It means forever always going on, never stopping. Those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life will live in the holy city for eternity. We find this truth in the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verses 9 through 27. I'm going to read the whole text because it's wonderful. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also, she had a great and high wall with twelve gates and twelve angels at the gates and names written on them, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates, and its wall. The city is laid out as a square, its length is as great as its breadth, and he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. Then he measured its wall, 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of an angel. The construction of its wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold like clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysopris, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each individual gate was one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light, and the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light, and the kings of the earth shall bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day, there shall be no night there, and they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. But there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Well, let's continue in chapter 22 in the first five verses. It says this about the river of life. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And in the next two verses, it tells us the no and the new. Revelation chapter 21, verses 4 through 5. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Right, for these words are true and faithful. Let's talk about this great city. We found out that the wall was made of jasper, that the wall of the city has 12 foundations made of 12 precious stones. On the foundations are written the names of the 12 apostles, and that there are 12 gates made of one pearl each. There are three gates on each side of the city. There's an angel at each gate. The names of the twelve tribes of Israel are written on them, and these gates are never shut. We found out that the glory of God and of the Lamb, Jesus, is its light. The light is like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. That the city is pure gold, like clear glass. That the street is pure gold, like transparent glass. The river is a pure river of water of life. It's clear as crystal, and it proceeds from the throne of God and of the Lamb, Jesus. On either side of the river is the tree of life that bears 12 fruits. Each tree bears its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. And then the throne of God and of the Lamb Jesus is in the city. God will be with us and we will see his face. And the city is square with the same length, breadth, and height. It's approximately 1,500 miles wide, 1,500 miles long, and 1,500 miles deep. This means that there's approximately 3,375,000,000 cubic miles in the Holy City. When we talked about the no's, we found out there's no tears, no death, no sorrow, no crying, no pain, no sun, no moon, no night, no curse, and no lies. And when we found out about the yeses, we found out that everything is new. God and the Lamb, Jesus, are with us we will see God's face. There is life, light, and healing. And we also found out that only those names who are written in the Lamb's book of life will be there. They will be serving God and the Lamb, Jesus, and his name will be on their foreheads. And Revelation chapter 21, verse 27 says, but there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. And then there's the parable of the talents in Matthew, chapter 25, verse 21. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Wow. Are you ready? Well, I love this. We are saved by grace through faith that works by love. Luke, chapter 13, verses 2 through 3. And Jesus answered and said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And then a scripture we all know, John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So remember, the past paradise and the present and immediate paradise or heaven were changed at the resurrection of Jesus. And the immediate and present hell and the future and final hell will be changed at the great white throne judgment. And then Psalm 16 verse 10, the message Bible says, you canceled my ticket to hell. That's not my destination. Yup, the subject of heaven and hell. How could God send anyone to hell? Is there life after death? How does anyone know for sure? If God is good and loving, it just seems so unfair for someone's punishment to be forever. Those are the comments we opened this series with, but we found out that heaven and hell are real. Matthew chapter 25 verse 41, he will say also to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. But then in Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9, In the Message Bible, he says God isn't late with his promise as some measure lateness. He's restraining himself on account of you, holding back the end because he doesn't want anyone lost. He's giving everyone space and time to change. I love how it says it in the New King James Version, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Remember, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You don't have to go to hell. You can inherit heaven because Jesus paid the price. Call on him today and receive your inheritance. Well, that completes this series. If you'd like a chart that goes along with it, write me at Jim at TMHNow.org. See you tomorrow, same time, same place. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site.